This is In the Trenches, Broadcast 20. Welcome to In the Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. Today's guest is Dave Ursillo, a multi-published author and entrepreneur who helps creative self-starters live their leadership through artistry. Dave's written eight books, is the leader of the Literati Writers, a small private community of writers, and has done numerous speaking engagements around the country on the topic of communication and leadership. Today's broadcast is going to be a bit different because I brought Dave on the show specifically to talk about the idea of courage in writing, what it takes, can it be cultivated, etc. So Dave, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Tom. It's great to speak with you. Absolutely. So, you know, before we get get into the the meat of today's discussion, which will be on the topic of courage in writing, I want to get to know a little bit more about you and how you got started in writing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fantastic question. So, um my story as a writer actually begins um a, officially around September 11th, 2001. I was um 15 years old when 9/11 happened, of course, and major world event, especially for us in America, us in the West, uh, really had a significant political impact throughout our world. And, you know, obviously we're still feeling the effects of it today throughout global conflicts and uh, economic repercussions, clashes of cultures and clashes of civilization and so on. But for me, just being a 15-year-old kid in high school at the time, uh, I was really coming of age, Tom, and into my own kind of like political consciousness of really starting to understand the world um, beyond the walls of my, you know, Rhode Island high school here in New England. And when, when September 11th happened, it really kind of accelerated this pressing need that I felt to step into my own understanding of what it means to be a leader and, um, to kind of shape my career path as I was exploring it in high school and throughout college and beyond. Um, to see how I couldn't make a difference in the world in a way that was helpful and positive and constructive um, in a world that apparently needed it, especially in, in light of 9-11. And I actually started writing in light of 9-11 um, on political issues, which is funny because it's it's a far cry from anything I write about now. But with the, the political atmosphere being what it was uh, after September 11th and in the, in the, the tumultuous period that we lived through, uh, in the following, you know, years, um, I really began to understand beyond the scope of politics or war or terrorism that writing possesses this really invitational power by its nature. And by that, I mean, you can really, as a writer, invite somebody with such different ideas, viewpoints, opinions, and beliefs to engage your writing and entertain an opinion that they might completely disagree with, but through the power of writing, because they are choosing to engage it by their own personal will and without being forced or, you know, debated or otherwise um, challenged. So writing possesses invitational power 
that I found to be really, really powerful and really constructive. Uh, and, and throughout the years that followed, as I got away from politics and, and have kind of tread this, this new path in the last four years of being a creative entrepreneur, I've, I've really tried to teach fellow writers and creatives and entrepreneurs, um, you know, to whatever degree you may or may not be a writer, to use the power of writing uh, in a way that I believe is really conducive to constructive thought, dialogue, and ultimately change that that's um, change that will last, that's not forced upon somebody, but chosen by their own will. Yeah, that's a pretty fascinating background too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. So you went into politics and you got out. What exactly was that inspiration then to to leave politics and then to get into the writing full time? Was it just that? Is it is it because you saw the power in, in writing, or was there um, were, were there any other reasons to it? It's a great question, Tom. Well, the main reasons were I couldn't stand the working environment basically at all. Um, it, beyond, so I mean, the the world of politics today is obviously very polarizing and divisive, um, especially in American politics. And there's not a lot of happy-go-lucky times in the political system today. It's all hellish, to be honest with you. Uh, for me, I was working for a politician four years ago who was running for governor, um, and I was working in the state of Rhode Island. So I had this this duality of I was working for a politician, but I was also um, a member of the state government. So on the one hand, the state job is kind of like a really cherished thing because it's conceivably a very safe job. Uh, on the other hand, the political role was one of complete tumult. It was like, you know, you, you might have a job in a year and a half if he gets elected. You might not have a job in a year and a half if he doesn't get elected. Uh, but beyond that parallel of um, un, like, Either I could take total comfort and, and be in a job for 20 years and then retire with like full pay and benefits, or I might be without a job in a year and a half. Uh, I just really didn't like that the atmosphere of the political world, much like the corporate world, often dictates that you do not possess a voice. You do not possess any power um, to influence change or help people uh, if you don't pay your dues, if you don't, if you don't make more money if you don't get the job titles. Basically, I was really disenfranchised by what what is very practical and understandable, that you need to work your way up through a system in order to start affecting change or helping people. Maybe it's a, a product of me being a part of Generation Y, some call our generation entitled and whatever. Um, it's not that I wanted to skip to the end where I wanted to just be like a look-to leader in, in society. I just believe that I could do something with my life right now that would help people. And writing is what I fell back on. So I ended up quitting my job, and uh, I really had no idea what I was doing for, for a good couple of years. But I started a blog under my name. Uh, I started writing. I started to really kind of cultivate my own philosophy and outlook on in life and kind of rebuild my own identity in a way that wasn't, me who was uh, this career path or this career choice, but me and, and what I believed as a human being. Uh, and that's how I built a foundation for myself as a writer um, and built an identity for myself as a writer. And then ultimately, I would you know try a million different ideas, as most entrepreneurs do. Um, 999, well, let's see, I said a million, so 999,000 of them didn't work out. Uh, and occasionally one idea <laughs> does, and, and that's just enough to start start helping people and and really begin to cut your teeth um, 
in a way that's tough but very rewarding and, and fulfilling because you know that you're actually helping people along the way. Yeah. So, so how has that journey been for you? And I think this will be a good segue into the idea of, of courage in writing. But how has that journey been for you? Because I think yeah. that journey, making that choice, takes courage. And you know, it, honestly, I think it takes a lot of courage. So, tell us about the, that journey itself. How it's been for you? Yeah, Tom. You know, it's it's amazing. Um, the journey has been amazing. It's been nothing I ever could have predicted. Nothing I could have foreseen. Um, a lot of high highs, a lot of low lows. Um, when I quit my job four and a half years ago now, I was actually depressed. And it took me um, probably a good four to six months to dig myself out of that depression just by, like, getting my feet back under me. And, and there's never been as difficult a time, I wouldn't say. It's all kind of been progressive um, with a lot of ups and downs. But the journey has been an amazing one, and that's that's something that I really – that's why I do what I do. You know, Tom, it's it's the, the reason why I left the work atmosphere I was in, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today as a writer and a creative entrepreneur, uh, and actually the, the mainstay of my business in the last year, to take a quick detour, is uh, I run – I founded and I operate this uh, premium membership online writers group. It's just kind of like an online writing community called the Literati Writers. And I've had the honor and pleasure of working with over 70 writers and creatives from all over the world over the last 12 or 13 months. Uh, and really what I'm teaching them is what I have been learning and living in the last few years, which is that the journey in life is the greatest reward. And so the creative journey ought to be treated just the same. Uh, I believe the same about business. You know, being a creative entrepreneur, there's a lot of I mean, I'm not very business minded, but I'm learning how to be. And uh, there's a lot of ups and downs with it. But really, the goal is to align work and play and, uh, you know, relationships and just experiences in life through travel, through meeting people and, and helping people, serving people or, you know, taking on clients and customers and, and serving their needs and helping them fix their problems. Uh, it's not to blur the line so that they all become one amorphous blob it's so that they all each are about experiencing the journey in a rewarding way so for me um, I really want to experience work and play and people and just my everyday life in a way that's that's deeply rewarding and, and how that is rewarding for me is through feeling creative um, a lot of depth and nuance I want to have like deep meaningful conversations like the one we're having now about you know what matters in life and, and how to get there um, so, so that for me has been the overriding theme. And because that is the overriding theme, that's the, the deeply rooted quote unquote why, the why that's, that drives me. Um, always trying to use that as an anchor and as, you know, a sail, I guess. So something that grounds me, but also pushes me forward, um, in business and in work and play. And I think that that's, that's the real goal, right? Is to find that's that alignment that creates some momentum for us in a way that's that's rewarding fulfilling as we as we keep pressing on towards whatever ends we we're heading towards absolutely it sounds like you're also going for a, a sort of balance or uh uh and maybe that's the wrong word for it but at least some sort of um congruence between life work and play mm. and all those things that they all fit together in some sort of way that's that's mutually beneficial for all of them uh is that about right yeah i would say so i would say that it it, it the emotional 
imagery that I can kind of conjure up is that there's like some sort of a fluidity or momentum between them. Um, I think, you know, there's various ebbs and flows. They're not all at the same level all the time, but I think, like you said, there's a congruence where one serves the other and the other serves the other and, and on down the line. Definitely. Sure. So tell me, you know, I, I had mentioned that before we started this interview that one of the topics I want to talk to you about was the idea of courage and, and specifically courage in writing. And so you as a writer have a lot of uh, experience in this. And then, of course, we talked about your, your story, what led up to it and some of the courageous decisions you've made up to this point. So what does courage in writing mean to you? And is this a topic that you touch on with your literati writers, with the people that you coach? Yeah, Tom, absolutely. I think courage is everything in writing because writing is a it, writing, I mean, is one medium. It's one method of communication, of course. We all know it, it has very practical uses. Uh, it has very romantic, artistic uses and purposes as well. But courage in writing is fundamental because I think that the caliber and quality of our writing, it takes skill building, it takes practice, it takes healthy habits, it takes all those things just like a health regimen might, or we need to, we need to show up. We need to commit to it. We need to do it. And our skills will grow along with us. But what I have found is that, uh, and this is what I encourage my literary writers almost to a T, every single one of them, is that a depth of courage and confidence and self-awareness and self-belief are really paramount for all writers, creatives, artists, and hell, even entrepreneurs and people in business. Uh, there has to be this underlying fundamental self-belief, even through all the doubt and the fear and the uncertainty that we face as creatives and as entrepreneurs and, and just as human beings in this life. It's really, really fundamental, and I think that that is one of the overriding themes that I con- continually touch upon in, the, in my writer's group and in my writing on my blog and so on and so forth. So to answer your question, writing... The, the aspect of writing with courage and how do you do that? Uh, my latest mantra that kind of like came to me in a yoga class about a week ago is uh, what, what it means to be courageous in your writing is to have the fearless presence to say the totality of what needs to be said. And by that, I mean saying not everything that you could possibly say about a subject, but saying what needs to be said right now. And in order to do that, I think you really need to combine this, these elements of fearlessness, of mm-hmm. not worrying about being judged, not worrying about being seen for your truth. Um, it's funny, Tom. I think a lot of the time we, we fear, we fear failure. We fear, um, you know, being like criticized for something that we're wearing or how we look or whatever. Uh, those, those kind of remedial grade school fears that we have. But we're also afraid oftentimes of succeeding. We're afraid of taking on more responsibilities than we think we're capable of or, or that we think we're des- that we deserve. Um, so there needs to be this element of fearlessness there that says, I'm not going to worry about all the things on the periphery. I just need to worry about the, the presence of mind right now to say what I feel called to say, um, to, to trust myself, to, to deliver a message that might be meaningful to one person um, that might read it somewhere around the world. You know, who knows? But that's actually, um, it actually reminds me of something that I just read from Ralph Waldo Emerson, which he describes, uh, he describes genius as being this 
this fundamental idea that a human being can trust that what they believe is deserving to be heard by someone else. And it's just that basic element of self-trust that he calls genius that is just, I think, the, the fundamental aspect of courage that we can, that we're all hoping to tap into as writers or creatives. And it's an ongoing practice. It's not like you just reach this level, you cross, you cross the finish line, Tom, and like suddenly you're a totally fearless, totally present writer or entrepreneur that's just, you know, has, has no, nothing to worry about ever again. There's so many ups and downs. And as every project kind of comes to a head, you're always wondering, like, what the hell am I doing this to myself for? <laughs> but uh, it's it's all a part of the process. And and I think that fearless presence to say what needs to be said is, is the key to courageous writing in the end. Sure. And I actually I think that's a pretty fascinating uh, definition or, or, or uh, you know, idea um, surrounding that topic of, of courage and writing is, is fearlessness and saying what needs to be said. So I'm curious, and you kind of answered this already, but maybe elaborate on a little bit more for me. Do you believe that this courage is something that we can cultivate? And if so, how? Absolutely. I think it's, I think that it's absolutely something that we can cultivate. And um, great question on how we do it. I think the first, so the first level uh, the first like step, the fundamental base level of how to cultivate it, I think is to just get acclimated to it. Uh, I think you need to really practice it kind of often. Uh, I recommend to my writers that there's this early stage of being a writer. I call it the emerging stage or being an emerging writer. And to me, the emerging stage is that first stage where you're actually grasping and, and kind of battling with this idea that you're a writer at all. And you can replace writer for entrepreneur. You can replace writer for anything, um, really. It's that first stage where you're really trying to actually, you're kind of like battling yourself for self-belief. And you really need to prove it to yourself by showing up often, regimenting the process of, of sitting down and writing. You know, for me, I mentioned when I was depressed, I kind of like reformulated my whole personal philosophy um, through writing, and that was how I was starting to emerge and, and see myself on paper. Um, no longer was my head, my heart, uh, my my beliefs and my ideas, all this like nebulous, um, crazy space between my like invisible space between my 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 ears. It was something that I could put on paper and actually see and understand, and it felt really tangible and real. Um, and that's how I, that's how I cultivated my own self belief. I think that's where it begins. And some of the other things that I recommend to people, and as I've kind of institutionalized these ideas in my own writing community, is I believe in surrounding yourself with people who share the same headspace as you. Not necessarily that they are all like-minded um, in, in like demographic terms. You can you can surround yourself with very diverse people, but who all share values that you share the beliefs that you share about what matters in life and what matters and how to experience it in life. I think finding peers who are looking for the same things as you is how you find more understanding Um, in a writer's group like mine, or just having a conversation like I'm having with you, Tom, when we can just kind of open up uh, to our ideas and and bad ideas back and forth. I think we really find a lot of understanding like self-awareness and um, we can also kind of reflect that understanding back to somebody else through the course of a conversation. So that's really important too. And then I think you need to find some, some role models, some mentors, 
um, some people who are a little bit, maybe a little bit ahead of you in a, you know, a few years ahead of you or a few months ahead of you where they've done, they've tried some different things. They were mentored themselves by people who've been there, whether it's, you know, you want to be an author, um, you want to start your own business, you want to quit your job. It's really helpful to kind of get out of our own heads and just have an open conversation or, or some sort of an experience with people that helps us feel grounded and like we're not crazy and <laughs> and like there there is a light at the end of the tunnel and sometimes it's really helpful to have somebody else show that to us. So I think that those those three kind of core elements are really helpful in in cultivating courage um, for any major leap or big decision that you're making or if it's something like being more courageous in your writing. You've got to show up, surround yourself with the right people who are there to support you. And ideally find some people that that have that have been in your shoes before and survived it so that they can kind of give you some ideas and advice and stories so that you know that there is there is a path that you're walking. And even if you can't see where it all leads, all you need to know is that you're standing upon it right now. You gotta take one step at a time, just like the rest of us, and slowly but surely you'll get there. Yeah, that's good stuff. So to summarize, it sounds like the three major um the three major tenets of cultivating courage in writing or really courage in anything, because I, I feel like these are pretty um, practical um, and, and, and just general enough where they apply across the board for cultivating courage in anything is daily practice, actually showing up to do the work. Two is surrounding yourself with like valued people as opposed to like minded per se. Uh, the difference being mm. you share the same values, um, which obviously is, I think is, is extremely important. Um, because they'll promote your work, they'll support you um, when you're going through those difficult times. And then finally is finding mentors or role models or anyone that's kind of ahead of you that you can look to for guidance and also aspire to be like, I think, in a lot of ways. Would you say that that summarizes it about yeah. right of the three, three, three major, I guess, tenets of cultivating courage? Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the great part of that, Tom, is that you can really kind of shape those to, to suit your own needs I'm not really a huge like how-to type of a guy because I really believe uh, in, in giving people the freedom and the space to kind of find their own hows. Um, but those three tenets, I think, really kind of encapsulate what it means to start stepping into a place of truth and to stepping into your own core identity. Like you said, those like-valued men and women who you want to be a part of um, and, and share experiences with. I, I think that Stepping into those tenants is what's really going to get you where you need to go, and you'll figure out the hows along the way. Absolutely, Dave. I really like that. I think that's really powerful stuff, and and again, is is really cross applicable to, uh, you know, I, I think courage in anything and in, in doing and taking on any endeavor. I think it's the same yeah. way you mentioned entrepreneurship, but but really anything, anything we need courage in. I think it it takes those three same, you know, basic tenants to to apply and cultivate that courage. So I think that's really great stuff. Well, Dave, I know you're you're a little rushed for time, so I don't want to keep you too long. Is there any any final thoughts you'd like to leave uh, with my audience? Maybe for for you know aspiring writers or just anybody looking to do something uh, courageous in their own lives. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom for them? Absolutely, Tom. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for hosting me. This has been an absolutely fantastic conversation, um, and thank you for listening on the other end. And I want to make myself available to you if you have any questions or want to follow up with me, I'm really easy to track down. You can email me, Dave at DaveRosillo.com. Um, but a final thought is, uh, I really believe, and this touches upon those tenets we talked about, Tom, I really believe that we 
generally, just as human beings, beyond writers or artists and, and entrepreneurs, uh, we sometimes are our, our own worst enemies. We can really, we're our best line of defense, but we're also our worst enemies at times. And I really think that the more that we step outside of our own heads, the more that we can surround ourselves with people, uh, whether that is through travel, whether it's in your own backyard, your own you know small town cafes, a yoga class, um, different online groups, whatever it is that kind of just get, gives you a little bit of room to get outside of your own head and around more people, that's really a place where you're starting to cultivate something extraordinarily meaningful. And I would encourage you to try to do that every day if possible. If you can have a one one conversation with a friend, maybe someone you haven't talked to in a long time, you just call them on the phone randomly, um, send an email to somebody, whatever it is. If you can have a conversation that has some sort of an overriding, it doesn't even need to have an overriding purpose, but you but if you speak with purpose and with the intention to serve someone or explore an issue, I just really feel like we do ourselves a world of good. And it, it really, um, even if it's not writing, you can kind of just like write out loud and, and really get to the core of what matters to you in that moment. And that's, I think that's the best that we can do every day for ourselves and for people around us too. Awesome stuff, Dave. I really appreciate it. I think it's some great, great advice and great input and, and words to live by. Uh, finally, I just want to f- make sure that p- people can reach out and connect with you, and I'll make sure I'll have it in the show notes. But uh, where do you prefer people to get in contact with you um, if they were to find you online? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can check me out at com. It's my, my personal blog. and uh, Or you can check me out at literatiwriters.com, which is my online writing community. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dave Ursillo, and uh, I mentioned my email address, davidaverselo.com. Whatever medium floats your boat, whatever you feel the most comfortable with, if you want to connect with me, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. And I, lo- I love having conversations like this, so I'm happy to chat with you as well. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show, Dave. And that wraps up In the Trenches Broadcast 20. If you're interested in checking out the show notes, just go to tomworkus.com slash broadcast 20 and that's the number two zero thanks so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed today's broadcast if you did share it with somebody who might also enjoy it and spread the word thank you so much for your support as always this is tom Morcus. if you're listening to this you are the resistance thank you for listening to in the trenches Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorkis.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.